Hey guys, this is Love and Meats with famed foodie reviewer Hani Elmelki, and what a treat it was to have him on the show. His food knowledge is impeccable. Yeah, so they call him the Bedouin foodie, and it was just very interesting. He gave us a lowdown of like hidden gems in Dubai. So if you're looking for a place to eat, you want to hear this interview and get a few recommendations, and then which restaurants he would award an other Michelin star to. So very insightful. All that he also discussed tipping culture in the UAE, yes. what restaurants are doing right, and also what they're doing wrong. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. We've all got a bit of a foodie in us, but we're no match for today's guest, the ultimate foodie, applauded reviewer, and an impeccable knowledge of the local food scene, and who is opening his very own food market early next year. Welcome to the show, Hani Almaty. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Thank you. So, how did you get into the food scene so heavily? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. All right. So, um, when Instagram started out. People started making fun of people who were posting pictures of their food. So I said, you know what? I'll open another account where I'll post pictures of my food. <laughs> and uh, then that grew, and people started following, and uh, I started getting into it more and more and more. And uh, you know, six years later, here I am with uh, all these followers, and uh, I spent a lot of time working on it. Have you always loved food? Did you grow up around food? Absolutely. I come from a foodie family. I, uh, I had my palate uh, developed at a very young age, going with my parents to uh, different restaurants, uh, travel all over the world, so I like all kinds of different cuisines. And uh, that's how, how, how it built. I've lived all over the world. I've lived in the Far East. I've lived in the United States. I've lived in Europe. I'm from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. which is where the Bedouin foodie name comes from. Mm. I, wanted to, I wanted to have something uh, that shows my Arab heritage. So I chose Bedouin because I'm from Jeddah, from Saudi Arabia, and uh, I move around a lot. So that's why I chose the name. Okay, how is the food scene in Dubai? Because you've been all over the world. How is it like here specifically? I tell you, Dubai is a, it's, it's a gold mine. It's a culinary destination like no other. Because we have all these different nationalities and ethnic people living in one place, in, in, one, in one day you can have different kinds of Indian cuisine, you can have Iranian, you can have Jordanian, you can have Palestinian, Lebanese, everything in one city. Mm. Uh, a foodie destination usually, like for example, when you go to like Italy, you go for Italian food only. Yeah. But here you, you can come to Dubai and you can have so many different incredible cuisines and they're all excellent. Yeah, 100%. So I just want to ask, after Dubai, which other uh, cities do you rank in your I, I, I would I always pick Japan first. Okay, Japan Because they're, they're living 50 years ahead of everyone. <laughs> they really, in, in, in every way. But culinary-wise, also, Japan, Japan is up there. Top city. And I would uh, also pick uh, the Basque region of northern, northeastern Spain. Interesting. Yes. And, and when we bring those restaurants here to Dubai, so for example, Japanese restaurants, are we complementing them? Are we able to add the same level of perfection that you might see in Japan? Look, it, it, in recent times, more and more restaurants that are bringing the authentic flavors and the service are starting to open in Dubai. And that's a really welcome addition to the Dubai food scene. So, um, More recently, we're getting more uh, complimentary and more authentic. My question was actually, uh, before I jumped into that, I was going to say, 
How have you seen the change in Dubai food scene over the last 10, 20 years? Sure. So uh, in the last in the last 15 years, uh, Dubai went from having these famous brand name restaurants that everybody knows from all over the world uh, to more homegrown concepts. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very important for a culinary city to develop your homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. And we've had a uh, few restaurants now that have been recognized by the Michelin Guide and by the world's 50 best uh, as, as world's best, among the world's best. Mm. Uh, I can mention one or two, uh, Orfali Bros Bistro, yeah. Chef uh, Orfali. I mean, he's done something incredible. You have Chef Himanshu from uh, of Tresen mm-hmm. Studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these, these are restaurants now that are ranked some of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. 100%. So um, right now, the restaurant scene, the F&B scene is so saturated in the city, right? So anyone who's even contemplating of opening up their own restaurant will think twice, like, should I? There's already so many in the market. But what do you think? Is it a good time or like, should people think twice before starting their own business? Look, I, 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 uh, I agree that there is a lot of restaurants in Dubai. I mean, supposedly per capita, we have more than New York. Mm. Uh, that number of restaurants, uh, if you take the population into consideration. So if I were to give any advice to someone wanting to open a restaurant, I would say, you know, think think twice about it. Do your research. Are you bringing something new to the table? Uh, there's literally there's everything already in Dubai. So think about it. What what am I bringing to the table that's different or that's new? Or am I improving on what there is already? That, a- that would be As a critique, right? What keeps a restaurant like successful and keeps it running sustainably? Okay, so uh, consistency mm. is very important, but the the basis, the basic thing is that you have to have a good product. Okay. Your food has to be good, and your service has to be good. If you get those two things right, you'll have a long life mm. in the business. Okay. You have reviewed some of uh, the most amazing restaurants in the city and the local hidden gems that people may not know. When you sit down for any type of experience, what is the biggest mistake that restaurants make? Because we see restaurants, some stay consistent and there's amazing restaurants that have, you know, standed the test of time, but we see a lot of come and go. So in your opinion, what's the biggest mistake that these places are making? I, I would say uh, trying to be something that they're not. is, is uh, one, I mean, it's hard to give a specific example, but stick, stick, to, your, stick to your concept. Uh, p- people come to you because of that. Mm. So uh, don't, don't try and be something that you're not. That's pretty much what I would uh, Interesting. say. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so there was something controversial that uh, Casey and I were talking about here, like the whole office was talking about this morning, just about tipping. Right, yes. like when you go to restaurants and you uh, tip the staff, like because Hani shared an Instagram story yesterday, right. yeah. basically saying there's sometimes there's a service charge. Explain the That, explain yeah. okay. it so, and so, your so, so you go to some restaurants at the at the at the bottom of the bill, it'll say you know there are some fees and some some taxes and things, but then there's always service charge, but then they always leave a, another blank. Mm. for a t- tip or extra service charge or additional service charge. Mm. So what I, wanted, what, I'm, what I was saying is, why don't we just you know, explain what this is and, and find a solution for this? Mm. The reason I, I say this is because sometimes uh, the service staff will say, no, but this, this service charge, we don't get it. But you don't know if it's true, not true, whatever. So I, I think it should be regulated. Mm. And I, I take the, the lead on this is Japan. In Japan, there is no tipping. tipping. There is no such thing as tipping culture. It doesn't exist in their culture. Doing a good job is part of doing the job. 
you, you take pride in doing a really good job. So it, it doesn't exist. Mm. But I can understand that, if, for example, in the United States, people get paid a lower the two amount. Two extremes of Japan and the U.S. Yeah, U.S. is 20%. Yeah. You have to tip. But then they get a low salary, mm. uh, uh, hourly wage. So, so somewhere in the middle, and let's identify it and explain it. What is the so Saudi tipping culture, by the way? In Saudi, uh, you leave, you know, 10%, whatever, like that. Mm. But, but the, the doing a service included has its two sides of the coin. One is, okay, it's great for us, the customer, it's included, I don't have to deal with it. Mm. But then a restaurant uh, owner yesterday sent me a message. He said, what will incentivize the service staff to do a good job if it's included already? So it's, it's a fine line you have to walk. Mm. So what, do you, what, what would you suggest to restaurants if it is to be regulated and become more transparent, right? The service fees exactly, and right. tipping, what would you recommend across the board? It, what works in other countries that, should, that people can implement here? You know, uh, just a, a standard, uh, I don't know the percentage, maybe 10% or whatever it is. But it, we have to make sure that it does go to the service staff. Mm. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's the most important thing. Yeah. So while we have you here, I know a lot of people, it's Friday, and we're always looking for places to go, uh, places to eat, and you have the impeccable knowledge of the whole scene. Where are underrated restaurants that I should be going that's not going to cost a fortune? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so there, there are a lot of restaurants in Dubai that, are, that fit that description. One area where it's, it's a goldmine of incredible restaurants is JLT. Mm. In JLT, there are some incredible restaurants. You want me to name some? Or? A couple, yeah. A couple. Let's, let's name a couple. <laughs> We're all hungry. We all need okay, to make plans. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so so uh, there's a the Palestinian uh, Lebanese restaurant called Beit Maria. Mm. Okay, that's very well known now. Mm. That's an incredible place to go. There's a, a Peruvian place called Fusion. I've heard great Ceviche. things. That's excellent. You have an Iranian restaurant called Sofre. Mm. Also excellent. Okay. You have a noodle place called San Juan Noodles, where they do hand-pulled noodles. They do the whole show and oh, oh. incredible. No, 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 it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> they won't do it on your table, but you can see them in the kitchen. Doing okay. It. Um, right next door to it, there's a place called Asian Street by Thai. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these restaurants are literally two or three tables only. Mm-hmm. So that's if you want to go into the JLT area. Otherwise, you have to you know, do some research. I have uh, guides on my Instagram account. Link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. And I was going through, there's, there's an amazing He knows mix. The truth. Thank you for those. And interesting that JLT actually, I think you're right, is an underrated yes, food scene. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of amazing restaurants, uh, you're bringing something different to the market. Uh, you're working with a team from January next year. It's going to be a food market. Can you tell us about it? I can definitely d- tell you all about it. So uh, I was contacted a few months ago by one of the owners. He said, come, I want to show you this uh, project that I'm working on. And I saw it, and it's an incredible project. It's going to be called Timbuktu Market. It's a food market that is inspired by the great food markets of Europe and America, specifically Borough Market, mm. Arcade Food Hall in London, and Chelsea Market in New York. Very and cool. the idea is to take what they've done mm. and take it and improve it and go to the next level with it. And this is something that's going to be very new for Dubai because... These, these food markets, you don't, when you go there, it's not a brand that you know. It's not famous names. Mm-hmm. We're looking for people who are now making cookies out of, the, out of their home that want to go to the next level. Maybe a supper club chef 
that wants to open something to sell like three or four dishes. Mm -hmm. We want to have a show. We want you to be able to interact with these people. And so when it opens, which hopefully will be in March 2024, it'll be a destination where you can go, you can interact, you can hang out. There's going to be entertainment. There's going to be, we have a pop-up room that's going to be, you can do pop-up dinners. You can film uh, YouTube videos, TikToks. Wow. It's, uh, there's a, mar- a maker's market, there's a farmer's market, there's a produce market. It's produce a bit of a, market, amazing. Yeah, it's a bit of, a bit of everything. We want to have a raw bar, which we, we don't have in Dubai right now, mm. a place where you can go sit, have some oysters, have some you know seafood platters like they have in the streets of Paris. We want to have great burger, we want to have a great pizza, but it won't be the brands that you know. It'll mm. be artisan or things that need that next and are you so, sharing the location yes the location is in barsha heights uh, right. tcom barsha heights new dubai love that yeah, keep it keep yeah. it in the side of town perfect <laughs> it's in barsha heights it's uh, uh, the it's in two there are two residential towers called two towers mm. it's right there in the ground floor and the mezzanine floor there's also a cycling studio by motion mm. in it And uh, we'll so you, burn them, we'll eat. Exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're going to do reformer and they're going to do cycling there. Cool. And wow. uh, what else can I tell you? Yeah, it's going to be uh, really exciting. Cooking classes? We'll, we'll have cooking classes, cooking demonstrations. Oh, this is like the ultimate foodie hub. Uh, that's what, that's what oh. we want it to be. I, I think it's You can really have great exciting. ice cream, candy. You can, we're going to have something for children. We're going to have uh, great uh, Chinese. We're working on like a big surprise for a Chinese, something completely different for Dubai. I think it's so exciting because in general, famously, our kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, high quality dining scene, it's super expensive. It's famous worldwide that you can, yes. you know, eat at really fancy places and you'll have a good experience. But the underrated places don't have much attention, but we have a vibrant, affordable dining scene as well. And I think you guys are going to give a platform to smaller places, which is Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. We're going to be, we're going to be very strict on pricing, on menu selection. It's going to be affordable. And uh, just yesterday, somebody asked, somebody asked who, who's the profile of the person that's going to come? Mm. We want it for everyone. Everybody's welcome there. It's not, nobody will be outpriced there. There'll be something very cheap, and there'll be something that's, I'm not going to say expensive, but mm. you know, you'll be able to get high-quality produce there. Okay, this is exciting, exciting stuff. So, um, okay, should we move on to the game segment? Well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we are going to play games. So that is going to be the Timbuktu market opening in March next year. March of 2024. 2024. Mm -hmm. And we're very excited. Very exciting. Okay, so before we get there, here are some food combos we hope that we probably won't expect to see. Um, we did a food, com- food combo on the show yesterday. It was Oman chips and Laban up. So we want to get your thoughts on the following food combos, basically. Okay, okay we'll start with um, <clears throat> McDonald's fries and ice cream, our favorite. Okay, that I can't, I can't, uh, I can't go with that one. Why? Because I don't really like sweet food. <laughs> You But like I, I, I like I like more salty and sour things. So you don't like desserts? How do you critique dessert places? I I need a bite or two. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're big fans of uh, McDonald's ice yeah, cream. I have to try <laughs> it. Though, have to try it. You get the fries. You get your McFlurry dip. Delicious. Okay. And pickles and mustard. Yes. Mm. I'm all I'm I'm, I'm game. <laughs> okay. Goat's cheese on pizza, and then love it. Pineapple on pizza? No. Why? <laughs> Literally, why? That's not, oh, not allowed. Like sweet. Illegal. 
Illegal. Yeah. That's extreme. No, it's like sweet. Illegal. Why? This, this, this. Okay, can't do it. I'm a pure. I'm a purist when it comes to pizza. I'm, I'm not gonna. Favorite pizza place in Dubai? Pulcinella. Oh my day! Yeah, agreed. It's delicious. Pulcinella. Pulcinella. If I had to pick one, but mm. there are quite a few. Yeah, of course. Pitfire pizza is really good. Oh yeah. There's quite a few. But garlic knots. Yeah. It's in Sport City. Italian-owned food That's is homemade. Right. Is amazing. Go there and say hi to Domenico. And last but not least, so I mentioned Chipsoman and Lab It Up, and when we put that on live, someone came back with La, uh, Lab It Up and Mountain Dew. Yuck! Ooh. Yuck! Ooh. Yuck! <laughs> How do you put milk in the soda? Talk to <laughs> I don't have the name of the person on threads who said it. Wow! <laughs> milk and soda. People are just killing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to try that. Yuck! Okay, what is the one food trend that you're seeing in Dubai recently? Because we had charcoal ice cream, we had like putting Cheetos in every single thing and calling it a dish. Gold flakes. Now, what's the trend that you're seeing? Um, I would say truffles, truffle, mm-hmm. truffle flavor, truffle essence, truffle. But it's on been everything. there for a while. Yeah, I know, but it just keeps popping up, amplifying. Yeah. I think it went down. Now it's coming back. Yeah, truffle. Gucci mushrooms are becoming a thing. Mushrooms. What's a Gucci mushroom? I don't know. Like I've just heard in so many places, <laughs> and there are these wild mushrooms that grow like when a lightning strikes. It's very like rare mushrooms. Have you heard? Well, uh, that that what you're describing is is. Uh, Desert truffles, but they're called desert truffles. Fuga, we call them in Arabic. Fuga. No, I'm not. not. I'm, I'm talking about wild mushrooms slash. It's called Gucci mushrooms. I don't know. Trescent explained it when I went there for lunch, and they're like, it's grown with lightning strikes, yeah. and it's like, wow, instantly, like magic. Because we have these things that grow in the desert. Hmm. They're called desert truffles or fuga. In okay. Those are incredible. Um, speaking of Tresend, and before you leave us, one question. We've obviously been graced by the presence of Michelin and 50 Best. Yep. Um, if you were in charge and you could give one restaurant a four-star Michelin <laughs> in Dubai, Ooh. what would it be? That's a tough one. Uh, what, three? Three or four? Even well, one you're, you're in charge. <laughs> you you can do whatever you want, but you, it's I a haven't, one. I haven't been to all of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it's Tresend Studio and Oceano. Oceano, Chef Gregoire, hmm. and his team, they do some incredible things over there. Amazing. Interesting. Thank you so much for giving us an answer to that question. It's where we get them. Uh, that is Hania Melki, a.k.a. the Bedouin food chef. Bedouin foodie. Bedouin foodie. Bedouin. Bedouin. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I've been pronouncing Bedouin wrong my entire life. And before this interview, I was told it's Bedouin. I've been saying Bedouin. So the Bedouin foodie, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you so this much morning. for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, that is it. We're back Monday morning, same time, same place. Have a brilliant weekend. Bye-bye. A massive thank you to all those tuning in and a big thank you to our producer Shahir and all the behind the scenes crew members like Ali Baba, Ali Khalil and Parth. This was a Love in Dubai production as part of Augustus Media Podcast Network.